You're listening to part two of the Dimensions of an Epic Life. If you haven't listened to part one, you may want to go back there first. Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. This is a continuation of the dimensions of an epic life, and I'm just assuming that you listened to part one before you came here. And if you didn't, there's a definite missing of the first three dimensions. So without any more fanfare, we're going to go right into it. Okay. Dimension number four, commitment. Now, I'm doing a a special five-minute Friday all about commitment, but I just want to say a word about commitment is that nothing happens until you're committed. And committing is basically putting yourself all in. It is not an obligation. It's not a have to. It's a choice that you make because you get the long-term value of going the distance. Without commitment, nothing happens. Dimension number five, live with integrity in authenticity. Now, this is not a moral character trait I'm talking about. It is, do you walk your talk? Is your word your bond? Do you make promises that you do not keep, especially to yourself? See, the power of congruence, and this is all about the aligned self, is that your actions are aligned with your head and your heart. All parts of you have one message You don't say one thing and do another. This alone, you know, combine, well, let me say, combine this with I am responsible and live with integrity and authenticity. That alone will make you extraordinary because most people are not aligned with their integrity. And this is why a lot of people have difficulty uh, manifesting the things they want because their thoughts and beliefs are not aligned with their intentions. Dimension number six is know who you want to be. Decide who you want to be. Like, choose who you want to be for the world. Decide how you want to be in the world for yourself. You are not some leaf in the wind. You get to say how you show up. And when you consistently show up the way you want to show up, then you're living on purpose. Go back to the the podcast episode on living your purpose if you need to reacquaint yourself with this idea. Number seven, define the meaning of your life. Dimension number seven, define the meaning of your life. Define what your mission is. What is the big why that you have for yourself? I have a mission for the planet. I have my I have a mission of legacy that I have for the planet and I have my own personal mission for my life. My mission of legacy the the one that drives me in everything that I do is that I want each and every person on the planet to have an experience of peace, love and joy, to get to their bones that they have the power to create their reality, that they have the power and the ability to create their life. And I believe that if enough people get their power and can live authentically, that there will be peace, inner peace with them. And if there's inner peace with you, 
then you're going to begin treating other people with love and compassion. And before you know it, there's a ripple effect all over the world. Now, will I get to each and every person on the planet? Probably not, but that's my intention. So everything that I do is oriented around that. My personal mission for myself is to realize all that is possible for me, to realize all my potential, and to know at any given moment, I have no idea what that looks like. So that constantly pulls me into the next moment. It constant, it's, in the, it's really living that growth mindset where I'm constantly learning, expanding, finding out what my limits are and pushing past those limits. So again, number seven, define the meaning of your life for you. Number eight, dimension eight, experience, experience life. Do as much as you can. Do as many different things as you can. Be curious. Wonder about other aspects of your life. Push the dimensions of your comfort zone. Immerse yourself into the experience. Immerse yourself into the moment. All right. Now, dimension number nine, and I know that I'm traveling fast on some of these because I just want you to get the concept, and we'll dive deeper at a later date. Number nine, make sure that your emotions serve you and that you are not a servant to your emotions. Now, this goes hand in hand with 100% responsibility and mastering your mind. But your emotions, realize that your emotions are the effect of the pictures that you make in your head and the things that you say to yourself. It is a response to a series of thoughts or perceptions that you have. Something that I'm fond of saying is that your emotions or your feelings is the caboose on your train of thought. Emotions just don't spontaneously happen. It is a response to life. It is a response to your thinking. By and large, your emotions are not all that important. They're simply there to communicate to you the result of your thinking. And that if you feel bad about something, realize that your thinking is off. You're off your higher purpose. And it's like, get back on to focus. Get back on the path. You are never, ever meant to wallow in an emotion. It's simply there to inform you on where you've gone and the result of your thinking thus far. And if you like it, if it's a good feeling, by all means, stay there. If you don't like it, change your thinking, change your perspective, change your approach. And we'll dive deeper. We'll definitely dive deeper on this topic at a later date. Dimension number 10, develop a working relationship with fear. You see, anytime you do something new, there is a level of uncertainty. Fear comes up because you're not comfortable with it. You don't know what's out there. And sometimes you may have a habit, a mental pattern of picturing the worst case scenario. And the worst case scenario rarely ever happens. So when you develop a working relationship with fear, understand that fear is not telling you to stop. It's telling you to pay attention that this is something new. And the way you move forward with fear is acknowledge the fear and then bring in courage. Courage is a slap in the face of fear. It's doing the thing anyways, feeling the fear and doing it. This is also the art of living dangerously. 
Now, this is a personal philosophy that I've developed when I first got into firewalking and had to explain the whole dynamic of embracing fear and moving through it anyways. The art of living dangerously is living, just pushing the boundaries outside your comfort zone and learning to feel comfortable, feeling a little uncomfortable. Most people just think about feeling uncomfortable and they pull themselves back. It's learning to feel comfortable, feeling a little uncomfortable. If you don't develop an empowering relationship with fear, it will stop you every time. And my friend, I think it's useful to understand that fear is a human response. It's natural to feel fear. Most people are simply afraid of the feeling of fear. They avoid the feeling. They move away from it. And it's not even the actual activity or the thing that they fear. It's the feeling that they move away from. It's uncomfortable. I can remember distinctly sitting in a question and answer forum where I was at the head of the group and asking people what they feared, the different things that they were afraid of. And one man said, he's afraid of fear. And I have to admit, that was the first time I've heard of that, even though uh, I think it was Roosevelt that said, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. But that realization in that moment, it helped me shape this philosophy of the art of living dangerously. Because so many people just think about doing something fearful, and they pull themselves back, or they'll say something like, that's stupid. Why would anyone want to do that? So develop a working relationship with fear. Number 11, dimension number 11, focus on what you want, not on what you don't want. So many people are in the practice of seeing something they don't want or thinking about something they don't want and making that their focus. I don't want to put myself in that experience again. I'm never going to work for a guy like that again. Or I hated that job. I'm never doing that. I don't want to do anything like that again. Have you been in more than one relationship in your life? Does it seem like you attract the same people over and over again? The same dynamic? I'm never going to be in a relationship like that again. I don't want a man that abuses me. I don't want a man that doesn't pay attention to me. I don't want a woman that criticizes me or berates me. And eight times out of ten, I'll ask people, what is it that you want? And they'll focus on the problem. They'll focus on, I don't want this anymore. And they, I actually have to pull out from inside them, what is it that you do want? You see, you experience what you focus on. And the mind cannot not think of something. Like right now, don't think of little blue bunnies with cherub wings flying around the ceiling. Don't think about it. Don't think of a, a blue elephant with purple polka dots. Don't think about it. Like you cannot not think about it. How often do you hear parents saying, don't run, you'll fall. And the kid hears in their mind, fall, run and fall. My mother used to say to me, don't set that glass there. You'll knock it off. And I'm like, huh? And I, <laughs> I'd knock it off. This is something that it took me a lot of practice to not say what I don't want, not say the negative. I had to continually catch myself and then talk about what I do want. Now, one way to practice this is write down five things that you don't want to happen in your life anymore, and then immediately write the opposite on the same line 
of what you do want to happen. I don't want this, but I want this. I don't want this, but I want this to happen. I don't want any more debt. I want overflow of money flying in my door. You see, this is very central to the whole concept of law of attraction because so many people get caught up at looking at their current circumstances and saying, I don't want this. But all your, that's where all your focus is going. It's where all your energy is going and you just end up creating more of the same, more of the same because the universe does not hear the word no. It just says yes. Yes, you don't want that. Well, you'll get more of it. Also, mentally, in your mind, there is such a thing as a reticular activating system, a whole series of neural networks, that when you focus on an intention, your other-than-conscious mind will rally all its resources to start bringing that into your awareness. Now, going back to intuition, I've said many times, you know, what is your current question? Because what your current intention, your current question is, is your rallying all the resources of your mind, your other than conscious, to answer that question. So, focus on what you want, not on what you don't want. Number 12. Live in the context of possibility. This goes back to the growth mindset. See, some of these start to leapfrog and, and sit on top of each other's or nest under some of the concepts. Live in the context of possibility. Talk like a winner. Be with a congruent tone. Be the one. Don't say, I can do that. It's like, I can do it. I can. I will. You hear the tonality behind that? It's not mansy-pansy. It is, yes, I will. Definitely. Now, one of the things that I did when I stepped into management is when I got an assignment, I would answer back, consider it done. And nine times out of 10, when I said that, I had no idea how I was going to do it. I just, in my mind, consider it done. I'll figure it out. I'll get it done. When something uh, less than amazing happens, you can say, oh, it's history now. Now we're moving on to something new. Done deal. That's the same thing as consider it done. Done deal. Got it. You know, I'm manifesting a million dollars. Done deal. It's on its way. I'm on my way to rendezvousing with the million dollars. It's a done deal. Sometimes you say, I can't. Then you can preempt it with, so far. Or I can't yet. I haven't yet. It presupposes that you will. You just not right now, but you will. That is in the context of possibility. How often, you know, when someone says, how are you doing? Oh, not too bad or pretty good. From this point forward, this is how you answer that question. So how are you doing, Bob? Fantastic. Getting better all the time. Simply amazing and improving by the moment. You see, nobody knows where you're beginning. No one knows where your level of fantastic is. But when you say fantastic, it rallies the feeling of being fantastic. When you say amazing, it is in the context of being amazing. And you're just going to improve moment by moment. Even more amazing five minutes from now. You get the feeling of that? Here's another thing to say. There's no such thing as failure, only feedback. 
No such thing as failure, only feedback. We'll talk about the infinite game and the finite game. And in the context of the infinite game, there's no such thing as failure, only feedback. Reframing. Turn it into something good. No matter what happens, you can turn it into something good. Turn it into something that serves you. Everything serves you on some level. Just change the context. You got a big job to do? Break it down into smaller chunks. The journey of a thousand miles is accomplished step by step. See, confidence is eliciting that feeling of confidence in your mind. Confidence is the knowing that no matter what comes up, you can figure it out. Given enough time, you can figure it out. Because you think in the context of possibility, do you not? Okay, this wraps up part two of the dimensions of an epic life. And again, if you want to download, uh, if you want to down, and again, if you want to download the complete list of all 23 dimensions, go to yesdaniel.com backslash 21. And now for the rest of the story on part three. This is Daniel Danovi suggesting you follow your bliss and live the epic life.